I let me be quiet for a minute so I can start. Word. <laughs> <laughs> That's the intro right there. Just after. Uh, yeah, love me. <laughs> oh God, I do. <laughs> okay, so let's see. Okay, I'm gonna be quiet for a minute. That's why I do that. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm being quite... Oh. Okay. <laughs> hey, you're not... Sorry. It's a fur. Okay, I'm quite... <laughs> okay, one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> That's quiet that time. <laughs> I laughed because I was expecting you to not... Be quiet. Okay. It doesn't outtakes. <laughs> it's just laughter. Oh my god. Okay. One, two, three. Hi everybody. Welcome back to the Ginger and a Blonde Podcast. This is Jody. I am the ginger. And I'm Sarah the Blonde. <laughs> okay, so we're already laughing because right before we start, we tell each other to be quiet. Oh. For like a second, so I can write down the start time. And every time Sarah starts laughing, and then this one time she's finally quiet, and then I start laughing. So, <laughs> anyways, that's why Sarah's starting out with laughter. But um, oh. I'm sure we'll have some laughter throughout our podcast today. But our topic today is trust in various relationships in our lives, and um, you know this whole overall society and the trusting you know stranger and trusting people we have so I just was going to start out with I've been reading a bunch of articles about it and I guess the reason why just kind of to backtrack that I've been thinking so much is that um someone that I care about very much um has really been burned by in a certain situation in their life and is having a really difficult time being able to trust other people who, in my opinion, are extremely trustworthy. Right. And I think the, they weren't the people that, that burned this person. They had nothing to do with that. And we're not even around for that. And they're new people. And um, I think it's important to think about those kinds of things. And anyway, it's been like hot on my mind. And like, for me, a, a major value in my life, is truth Mm -hmm. and I keep thinking about what does it mean to trust and I was reading this article about trust and it said um in here Danielle Laura a relationship counselor and author of the book Dear Love I'm Ready for You says there are three main pillars that make up trust honesty and transparency and so anyway she goes on to explain that if you if you don't have that trio of that combination um wow did you hear that scream yeah what was that oh my god he's going so i don't know my okay back to real life for one second before we talk about trust my husband expects my kids to exercise and i don't know if that has something to do with it because or what but the dogs are barking so who knows i didn't hear that i just heard a high-pitched scream there's never a dull moment in my house i swear (laughs) Um, oh good i'm recording my podcast yeah that's that's family 
They don't care. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> the article went on to explain that without that combination of the trust um, in all three of those, that you never really have like a deep trust that includes vulnerability and connection. Yeah. And so that really spoke to me because I keep thinking about how between like brutal honesty and um and being honest like what do you think the difference is well that's a tough one um what because kind of what was in the back of my head which is when you were talking about this um which has absolutely nothing to do with COVID or anything was uh my thought on trust and how um for me a big trust issue or I, I don't know if I'd even call it a big trust issue, but a huge thing for me is there are very, 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 very few people until recently when I've started to kind of talk about it more um, that know about my myasthenia gravis and my treatments and have e- either, there was even fewer who have witnessed me go through treatment. And you're one of the few. Right. Um, and uh, my husband and my parents. And that's pretty much about it. <laughs> um, you know, I've I've kept that like a very private part of my life. And that's hugely to trust. And it's not because I think. Um, I'm actually not sure why. I, I think there's a couple pieces to it. I don't want anyone to ever think that I'm less than who I am or to pity me because I hate that. Um, and I don't want someone to be scared, if that makes sense. Right. Or I think like that she's not, well, that's not Sarah or um, I don't know. There's, well, there's, I think there's... to me, it sounds like you're I guess this is what I think of when I think of that situation for you is you want it to be judgment free. Yeah. Yeah. I want like, it to be judgment free. I want it, you to realize that just because I have this doesn't mean I can't do everything anyone else could do. Um, or, you know, that um, am I any lesser or any of that thing. I, I don't want a pity party. I, Cause you know, when some people get sick, they can use that as an excuse or they can not, you know, and I'm, right. I'm definitely someone who's like, I will fight to the bitter end to um, not use it any, like, I, I don't consider myself disabled. I don't have a handicap sticker. And I'm not saying that's bad for those that do. Some people with MG have to have it because they cannot walk. Fortunately, I am not one of those people. Um, and if I had to, I would be grudgingly. <laughs> Like it would, I would be stubborn, but I would do it um, eventually. Um, but I guess, you know, that trust thing, it's hard because to let someone just so, it's hard. And it's to put your out there. Right. And I think when you've been burned, like the person who's very close to you and special to you has, um, that there is that, that vulnerability, that insecurity, that um, everybody's going to do that to you. Yeah, and and it kind of sucks. And like I said, I've, I've expanded my. I still don't like anyone around. For one, I'm super tired. I'm no fun to be around. Um, 
but for two, I just it's private. That's you don't need to sit there and watch me getting infused for hours with medication. Um, but I am more willing to like post about it on Facebook for awareness and um, to teach people. I'm all about that sort of thing. Right. I just, I just don't like being the subject. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It's not, well, it's like the difference between put, really putting yourself out there and mm-hmm. also educating people. Like you're being honest about your experience, which is really good. But there are certain boundaries. Like people don't need to be, if something is extremely personal, people don't need to be involved in that. No. I mean, I think it's brave to put yourself out there and explain that you've got and what people consider to be the normal or whatever. Right. Um, it's, it's a rare, it's a rare disease. I mean, every time you is. put yourself out there like that, you are setting yourself up for judgment. So what I think about with that brutal honesty and regular just being plain honest is when people people always say, I'm gonna be brutally honest, but do we really want it, people to be brutally honest? I mean no, no, because then when I do that because also I, I get, was, Yeah, I get and I've learned this too, and I'm trying I'm trying to balance that's really good point because I'm trying to balance that on Facebook and Instagram right now. Um, that quote that you sent me was amazing and I'm going to post it probably tomorrow. Um, I'm very passionate about keeping others safe and myself and my family. And I'm very passionate about um, science works and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I, I don't know if it's the nurse in me. I don't know if it's because um, I have had medical issues since I was little. And that, and and I don't want anyone to feel sorry for me because whatever I've had, I've dealt with. And um, I'm, and awesomely, if I don't mind saying, you know, I really believe there's a lot of what to do with your family, your support system, and your personal attitude. Um, because a lot of things I have, people wouldn't know unless I told them. And right. um, I've found that since I have posted things about COVID or about getting vaccinations or about masking or um, about parents, like, for instance, um, it's not that I don't trust the schools. I don't trust the parents. Like, parents go on vacation, they fly, and then they come and they put their kids back in school. That's why Mike's not in school right now because, you know, some schools aren't requiring that. And it's just really hard because it's recommended that that's what you do. But just because it's recommended doesn't mean people are going to follow through. And so I'm learning that when I'm brutally honest, <laughs> and I'm not saying I'm calling people names or I'm doing anything like that. I'm just stating facts um, about COVID and about, you know, things you can do to help and to slow it and people get angry and um they unfriend you they unfollow you and they send you private messages telling you where to shut it (laughs) um and I just feel like I still want to be passionate and still want to be me and still want my voice heard but I want to figure out a way to do it that these people don't feel like I'm personally attacking them and I think to myself if you felt that way then obviously there's some kind of truth that's hitting you. I mean, why did you assume it was about you? (laughs) But then I wonder, like, these have these people been hurt before or, you know what I mean, had had a tough time before? 
or right. you know jumped on board on a bandwagon or on board something before and it turned out to not go the way they wanted and so now they can't see the other side of the picture i don't i don't know i wish i understood the way people think because we don't know what is behind closed doors or what has happened in other people's lives so that makes it difficult as well so i'm trying to like figure out how to I don't know, rain in my posts, if you will, but still be me. <laughs> and, I say um, just keep saying what you If people don't like it, just shut off. Like, they really weren't that important in your life anyway, is my opinion, but no, I, I'm upset about it too, though. I'm learning that too, but it just, it's really hard when you say something and someone totally misconstrues it. Yeah. Or assumes that it's speaking directly to them or and you're like where are you even getting that from that was a general post to like you know about COVID not a, I mean it, it's just it's frustrating um so brutally honest I think if you're going to be brutally honest you're going to have to prepare to be um to take the consequences uh, right well and I that. think like right now is a really tough time for people because COVID numbers are high in Michigan and Part of the part of the issue is that we need to trust that other people are doing their part to stop and slow the spread. And obviously, we have a compliance thing going on in Michigan. I went to the grocery Word. store and counted 40 people that either had their mask under their nose or not on at all. And uh, as far as I understand, there's still a mask mandate. Like, I don't understand why where that's coming from. But I wonder, with all of that, like, Obviously, kids are getting it from their parents or their, you know, support group or whatever. But do you, I think the younger you are, the more openly you are, open you are to trust. And as you get oh, yeah. older, the less trusting you are. Do you notice that or no? Yeah, yeah. I totally notice that. Yeah. We're more naive when we're young. We believe everything. We follow because and do what we're told. Think of your first broken heart. Like, you know... My first broken heart, I thought I would never fall in love with anyone again. And I would. Yeah, but you fell in love with us. I never fell in love with someone before Ed. I dated guys, but I was never in love before Ed. So I. Well, and I guess for me, I, I trusted that person with everything that I could think of. And mm-hmm. I think at the time that he betrayed me or betrayed my trust but really he didn't we just grew right and became different people and wanted which is totally fine and now as a grown woman and looking back at that I can think oh my god and mean things that I should never have said and at the I felt that my trust was betrayed and that's why I did that and of course had a broken heart and But at the same time, now I feel like if, if I had never gone through that experience, whatever I have ever been able to get into another relationship, if, you know, if I went through that experience now at 43, Mm -hmm. would I be again to go through, put myself out there to go through that again? That's what the issue really is with covid stuff like people are just not willing to trust others at an older age it's it's kind of scary to me 
Or maybe I'm too, maybe I'm too trusting. I don't know. I know. I think there's definitely a. Uh, there's I don't know. There's something. There's this world is different, and I think it has to do with the whole COVID thing and the, making it political, and you know all the the like just the and and try not to make it political right now, but like the Republican Party isn't the Republican Party I knew growing up, that's for sure. And, you know, the Democratic Party isn't the Democratic Party I knew growing up either. They're both so far polarized. Each other. Um, yeah, that it's like almost like a civil unrest is happening. Um, like, I feel like there's going to be a civil war or something. It's just ridiculous. And, and people are so angry you know, like with the attacks of the Capitol and then with the rioting and the police situations and everything that's going on, that there's so much tension. And there's, um, you know, just, I, I think that makes it hard for people to trust too, because everyone's just like, what the hell? Right. And I'm coming into things with experiences too. Like, I think about it in the, I, from the uh, from the perspective, I'll never see through the eyes of an African American, but from the perspective of an African American friend who says, you know, you don't ever have to put worry about if you get so your hands are visible and on the steering wheel, you're not mm-hmm. going to get the same treatment. Mm-hmm. And I and it depends on the police officer. I think that um, is doing the pulling over or whatever the oh, case sure. is, but at the same time. The experience that she grew up with is much different than the experience that sure. I've grown up with. And so she ha- can't trust. Right. And it's because of all of those experiences and all these horror stories that we hear. Yeah. And it, like, it's, I don't know. That's so easy just to say, I'll, you can't say all police are bad. You can't say all oh, this is bad. All that's bad. Cause that's not, that's not true. But unfortunately there are situations and there are bad police there are unfortunately times where um like like your friend says we i've never had to worry about that you've never had to i don't know what it would be like i can't even fathom so how can i say what they're feeling what anyone's feeling or how you know what i mean it's it's really hard there's a lot of feelings and um you know, we look to police to protect us and to save us, and and many of them do. So many of them do. Um, but when you get those bad eggs in there, it ruins it for everyone. And then, you know, it's just it's hard. It is, and and I think that all of that tension from all those other things, and then putting adding COVID, adding a pandemic. I don't even care if it would have been COVID, whatever the pandemic is, adding all right. that to the mix. I think that, like going back to my person I was originally kind of referring to with trust, I think all of that became the perfect storm. Yep. Like, I agree. And now this person is in a place, and it worries me, they're in a place where at one time she would have given any person the shirt off of her back to help them. Right. Like, very strong advocate for um, different kinds of groups, um, being involved in lots of volunteer activities outside of the regular job. 
now I, she's hesitant and, you know, right. stress on other people because like for me, and I knew I said this before and I feel like I'm way too trusting sometimes. I want to see the good in everyone so much that I will even like reach for the tiniest little speck of good. Yeah. And hold on to that until people prove me wrong. Which is not necessarily a bad thing, but, you know, also it's not always a good thing for you. Right. And, I mean, I've been (laughs) hurt my fair share of times by a lot of different people and in different situations. But um, it's because I was willing to put myself out there to begin with. Mm -hmm. And so I can't ever be mad at any of that hurt. I feel like it just all has helped to shape who I am and what I value and yeah how I try to raise my own kids and I definitely think we're all a little shorter fused these days and yeah uh, and we're like you said finding out things about people who we thought we were or had a connection with or really close to including you know I you know I could like I'm struggling with my church right now and um Mike's old school as well um just the Christianity point of things and I'm reading actually this really good book right now and I don't have the title with me because my Kindle is charging downstairs um but I'll have to send it to you maybe we can put it with the post it with this okay um and basically it's just kind of like talking about how everyone's just so judgmental and those are the people that Jesus would go to, you know what I mean? There's so many times that like organized religion and don't get me wrong. I I used to go to church every Sunday before COVID. We were very involved. You know that. Yeah. Very. I'm very, you know, hundred percent team gone. Um, Team Jesus, everything. But I doesn't mean I don't question things about my church or question things about my Catholic school or agree with everything they do. And it's been disheartening through COVID to see some of the things that both his private school and our church, which are two separate beings, um, the choices they've made and done through this, that I personally can And reading this book is awesome because it's this pastor who wrote it and he's talking about how he's just like um and he says he was guilty of it too and he apologizes and how that we tend to get holier than thou and we turn away the people who need jesus most and we put that barrier because we make people feel like they're sinners and that they don't belong and so of course they're not going to want to go to church and they're not going to want to go to christ and they're not going to want to you know what I mean? Because it, we put a bad taste in their mouth. And I'm like, that's what I'm experiencing right now. Like, I love Jesus with all my heart. But right now, I don't want to go to church. And I don't um, agree with a, a lot of the things that are going on. Or the fact that nobody has reached out to us. And there's three different pastors and a lot of elders there. And if you can't be there for your congregation, I understand there's a lot going on in the world, but there's enough people there that you would think that someone would be like, Hey, how are you doing? Are you all healthy? 
Are you able to stream it at home? Are you able to do this? Or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, is, it seems very lacking. And I'm not saying it needs to be perfect or anything like that. I just, my heart was, it's been on my mind and um, it's been bothering me. And you know, you know it has to. And I've been frustrated. And um, this book has really helped me just be like, yes, that's what I want to say. That's what I'm feeling. But I didn't know how to say it. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, what did he say? He said that at first that um, these are the people that need us the most or something. You said he, he apologized. Yeah, he too. was like talking about how that a lot of times, especially the um, the higher ups in the church can tend to. And I have some quotes, too, that I've t- taken pictures of. Um, I don't know if I lose you, though, if I go to them, but um but basically, and he uses scripture a lot, and he doesn't use one version like just King James. He uses all different kinds of um, versions of the Bible and, and the scripture. And he says how, like, you know, Jesus sat in the back of the row in school. He was the kid, like, if Jesus were to be from this time. Right. Sitting in the back of the row. With the other kids, because usually the kids that sit in the back and row don't want to be noticed, don't want to answer the questions. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, and that's where Jesus would be. He'd be there not because he is not wanting to answer questions, but because he's wanting to help out those that need it most. Um, and he loves everyone. He came here to wash away our sins. So this... Um, there's so many things that we, or the church will say is a sin, but it's a man-made idea of what a sin is, not what Jesus said. And, um, or if you will, the fact that Jesus has already atoned for all those things and that, um, and that doesn't mean you should go around killing people and stuff like that by any means, but, um, that, you know, we're, we're no better than anyone else and the fact that sometimes we give off um that vibe or um you know like someone going through a divorce um you shouldn't be shunned from church because you're going through a divorce that's when you need church the most right or even just not even necessarily like if you're not a church goer like i'm not a church goer although right. i have faith and i believe but in god I, I don't situation at our church where that happened where they, she was asked not to come back Oh my gosh. Oh no, I wouldn't go to that church ever because to me, that's not what Christianity stands for. And see that there's been stuff like that or the fact that um, when Michael, when we put Mike into a private Catholic school and we don't go to a Catholic church, the Catholic school had no problem with it, but our church did and they wanted to meet with us until we kind of said, why? It's one Jesus. It's Christianity. It's you know, and it's none of your damn business. It, well, that too. And I mean, we could put them in a public school where they don't pray. So here we are going to a school where they are praying, where he actually has religion class. And you're going to have a problem with that. Right. Well, they backed off after that. But there's been little things like that, man. He just kind of. Yeah, I remember that thing. situation. It That really hurt us. That one made me really mad. I was like, I'll go to your church and talk to some peeps. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I love so many people there but there's just I there's a group of us that have been talking together and just been like 
you know, there's uh, clicks and um, judgment and and it, it just hurts. I don't want to go to a place where I don't feel the love anymore. Right. So, well, because the trust is, is fractured. It is. It, it's fractured. And, and it doesn't mean it can't be fixed. It just means it's, it's not okay right now. Right. And I hope to fix it because um, I do have an attachment there. Um, but I also, like my one friend said, want to go where I still feel the love and right now that's not the feeling you know I, of course I haven't been back in person yet right um, but still but like when I do um it'll, it'll be interesting to see how I feel well I'm glad to hear you say that you aren't giving up on it though because I feel oh, like no. that's like the place that my my well, other person yeah, is in and yeah. right and like if you you can't give up on Something that you care about because you've no. been scorned. Yeah. And, and and I don't want to say I've been scorned necessarily, but there's been things I've disagreed with or things that I felt maybe a little attacked by. But there's so many good things about it, too. It's not a terrible place. Right. Because um, you're and, willing to be open-minded and look at it from several different lenses. Yeah. And, and well, this book is helping me, too, because I was like, yes, yes, that's how I feel. Yes. And that puts it in perspective. And um really really just been helping me and I've just been taking my time to read it because if I read too fast I forget things right <laughs> I don't absorb them the way um some people do I have to really take my time like if it's a story that's different but this is like right yeah amazing. And, um, so I'm just doing a little bit each night and just really like kind of soaking into it and it's really like helping um and I did post on Facebook so I think you've seen it in the post I did it, yeah so. And I don't comment on a lot of the more religious type things that you say only because I don't have the same, I have my faith, like, as you know, but I don't have yeah. the same um, perspective to bring to the table yeah. as you have, because I don't um, go to church and I don't raise my children in the church, but and that's I, what the book says too, is that that's not, you know, either, when Jesus died for us, um, and I can't say the way the book said it, but he he tore down that there has to be that a building. Yeah, it's Jesus is in your heart. Yes, yes, by all means, it's great to have fellowship. It's great to go worship. It's it's great to have that, but that is not gonna save you. <laughs> right, that is not gonna make Jesus love you anymore. But I feel like um, that's like the part that turns people off, like me. Right. To going to places like that because and that's what this I believe and I don't and from my I'm coming at it from my experience with it, but I believe that people that not everybody, but many of the people that attend church regularly are attending for that reason because they think it's their one way ticket into everlasting paradise and that when they get there, they're gonna be guaranteed a spot no matter what else they did on this planet. Mm-hmm. Because they go to church every week or they pray in numbers or whatever it is, they're going to get in there and that someone like me isn't. And that's and that's what this uh, author is saying, that if you're counting the Sundays that you go to church versus the Sundays you don't, and you're paying more attention to that, then your relationship with God is in trouble. And see, that whole thing like brings us all full circle back to the original person that I was talking about because it doesn't have to be God. It nope. just is, has to be the people that are around in you. Your life. If, your re, re, if your relationships aren't strong, 
then you're never going to have trust. Right. But your relationships have to be true exactly. and genuine. And there has to be a connection with you. That's why we can stay friends. I was just going to say that. You, you beat me 30 years. Like, one of the relationships that is out and we have fought, people. Yes. Fought. Um, we are not the exact same person. We have had different political views. We have had different religious views. I mean, team Jesus for both of us, but just coming right. in diff- different ways. We, we don't, we, we're not the same person. We just aren't. Yeah. We, we have different family backgrounds. It's just all of that. If you can't, that's why, that's the thing I think with this person, they, yes, what we do have in common, what we do have in common is an ultimate trust in each other. Yes. An ultimate um, love for each other. And we have respect for each other. That and is exactly what I was thinking. No matter how pissed You're reading off, my mind. I know, woman. No matter how pissed off I get off of you or you get off of me, we love each other, respect each other, and trust each other. And we know it's a passing thing. It was something said in the heat of the moment. And it's usually because we are so passionate about each other. Um, and it's, that's almost kind of like a marriage, too. Like, you're my my wife, but you're not, you know? <laughs> <Does that make sense>? <laughs> <laughs> Your mom would have a field day with that. <laughs> without, without the actual living together and doing that kind of stuff. Just like Ed. Like, I love him so much. Um, when we fight, it's crushing. Um, but, at this, but that's because I trust him and love him and respect him. And same for him with me. You know what I mean? Or we've even had op- times where um, you're, I remember especially you saying, like, do you not want to be friends anymore? Like, in our, you know, we're in our 30s. And I'm like, what? Like, where would you ever get that? Of course I do. Like, yeah, I just, but I think I'm guessing the people that are our regular listeners know us well enough to know that I can go too far with my words sometimes and then have to reel it back in. Mm-hmm. Um, but you like that when you said that, I realized that that this was like years ago. I don't even remember what we were upset about, but I remember that I thought to myself after, oh, you you've got to do something to to help yourself here. This is not about Sarah. That was I about don't me. remember the exact time either. I'm trying to think back. I don't I either, remember. But, um, but I we were both upset, and we went like several days without talking, which was weird. Because yeah. we text each other, like, multiple times a day. And, and just like, stupid stuff. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Uh, I got to go poop. Uh, I know. Or if is... I have to poop, I call you because your voice makes me poop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's true trust. And I think, I guess, like, thank you because I really needed to talk this whole thing out so that I could think about because I'm a fixer. I know I So can... am I. Leah just set us, set me, us. Sometimes we're one. Um, sent me a message <laughs> saying that um, that her and I are fixers, and I said yes. But I, the problem I, is, people don't need fixers; they need helpers, right? So I have to tell. I've been trying to think, how can I fix this for them? And the problem is, first of all, no one asked me to fix it for them. <laughs> no. <laughs> so step back, Jody, because nobody asked you. But same here. <laughs> second. They didn't ask me for help either, but there's got to be a way because we have a connection and we have a relationship that I can help her see where her, where she's, where, I don't know what the right word is. I can, I can, it's not criticized either, but I can make like recommendations about 
the right. situation, I guess, in a way that you is can just, kind of critique kindly. Yeah, but like just, and it's not brutally, I just plain honest. It's just telling the truth and saying, I see you for who you are and I see you for what you're doing and I appreciate all of it and everything that there is about you. And I see that you're struggling and I think this might be why. Yeah. And I because, think she would be receptive to that because I know who this person is as well. And um, I know that she has ultimate trust and faith in you. And I know that she takes what you say into a hundred percent consideration. So, um, you know, and you've never mixed words with her before ever. No. And I, I try to be honest with, I, I really, I see no purpose in being untruthful with people. Even if I make a mistake and you can attest to this because I've made many, I don't care what the mistake is. I will take full responsibility for what I've done. You do. Said yes. how I've made someone feel my words. I, I feel like for me, the only way that I can ever forgive myself for the mistakes that I made or learn and be a better person is by taking, being responsible for my own actions. That, that to me is important. I have no reason to not tell the truth to someone. Right. Right. And especially if you ask for it, I will tell right. you the truth, but I don't, I've always been someone who's been understood as being brutally honest, but I don't see myself being brutally honest, but I must put too much judgment in what I'm saying. You know what I'm, I you think know what I mean? Really to the people you really know. Right. Um, I, I mean, it's not like you're going around telling people everything you think, but um, I think that's to the people Except, you're closest Except though, with. when I'm walking around the grocery store and I see people with no masks on and I say, oh, your life is more important than mine. And that's well, what I I'm worried know. you're going to get shot. <laughs> or sometimes, or when they run into me and I say, oh, I forgot to take my invisibility cloak off. Oh my God. I'm sorry, you didn't see me. That's why you're standing right on top of me in the grocery store. Oh, I love you. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Well, this is, this has been really good because of that. Now, listen, I want to switch gears really quick. Now, listen, that, talking. Was, that was very Carol Whitaker. <laughs> well, this is about your mom. That's why it makes it so much funnier. Oh, really? We've already been talking for like 43 minutes. So I got to tell you this. So we, so most of you know, my, my husband's grandpa passed away um, last week and we had the funeral and my kids, it was their first funeral. And so you're probably like, how the hell does this have anything to do with my mom? But you'll see. Okay. I was, I was, I was hanging on there. Okay. So, um, so we go to the funeral home and the girls have never been to anything. And they, a lot of these family members, she, they didn't know, they knew great grandpa, their great papa. And, um, you know, they knew, they knew his sister, they knew, um, my husband's mom and her siblings and stuff, but like a lot of the cousins they'd never seen before. And my husband's cousins from Florida and his aunt and uncle from Florida came to the funeral and we had not. I had never met the cousins and the girls had never met anybody from Florida yet. Mm-hmm. So they're meeting all these people. And first of all, one thing you'll appreciate that is totally an aside on this is Lee- Avery gets a stomach ache. Like we're supposed <laughs> when to be- you texted me that I was like, Oh Lord, we're supposed to be there till five. Right. <laughs> and it's like three and Avery's got a stomach ache. I'm like, well, do you just have to poop? And she's like, no, my stomach hurts really bad. I, I just want to go home. I'm like, okay, well, probably anxiety. Well, I'm like, well, I've got something that I was supposed to say at the celebration of life. So can you wait? She's like, no, I want to go home. I don't feel good. I'm like, all right, fine. So I just recorded what I had to say. But anyway, so we get in the car. Which was beautiful, by the way. Thank you. Um, we get in the car and Avery, 
Leah turns around to Avery and says, thanks for faking it, Avery. I really wanted to go home, too. Oh, my God. And Avery goes, I'm not faking it. I really have a stomach ache. And then she covers herself up with a blanket so you could, Leah can only see her eyes. And Leah's like, you are totally faking it. So we get about halfway home and Avery's like, you know what, Mom? I just had to poop. I'm like, excuse me? She's like, well, I just had to poop. And the bathrooms were so close to everything. Everybody would have smelled it. Oh, my God. That's why I had to go home. So anyway, so we leave early. So in this car ride home where we've had this whole conversation about Avery having to poop and faking her stomach ache and everything. Leah says, so how was I related to all these people? So I'm explaining, like, so-and-so is your second cousin because they're daddy's cousin, whatever. Leah's like, so basically, they're used cousins. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, they are used cousins. She's like, so great-grandpa was a used, used grandpa. <laughs> I'm like, yep. And she's like, and Nona is your used mother. I'm like, yeah, I guess. And she's like, so Grammy Whitaker is your hand-me-down mother. <laughs> And I was dying laughing because it's such, like, so clever. It's true. And your mom would get a kick out of it. That's funny. For sure. Because I said, well, um, so because it started, I was like, well, no, she would be a used mother because she's Aunt Sarah's mom. And she's like, yeah, but Aunt Sarah hasn't used her all up yet. She's, <laughs> she's still a hand-me-down. I don't know. I've, I've run her pretty ragged. I'm because sorry. you share her with me. When I need her. <laughs> so my mom's your hand-me-down and now I'm your mom's mine. <laughs> that's awesome. I, that's just, that makes my heart happy that Leah used my mom as an example because it just goes to show you, you know, and they don't see my parents, especially through COVID. I know much. it's been a long time since they've seen them actually. Right. But, but we talk about each other's families and so that makes me very happy. Right. I mean, they still call your mom and dad Grammy and Papa Whitaker, you know, they, but they don't, I don't know if they would recognize them if we saw them out, especially with masks on. Maybe not because it's been so long and, you know, it's just. But I just love that your mom's my hand-me-down. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell my mom that if she's here. And you know my mom's one of your biggest fans. Well, both my parents are. They, yeah. You know, um, we were at their house this past weekend um, because we got them a TV for Mother's Day slash Father's Day, which I got yelled at for. Oh, of course. Know, not my dad. My dad was grinning like he had like the church on <laughs> He was so excited because um, he doesn't know how to do all. You have to sign up for yeah. that and sign up for that. And we did all that for him. Um, my mom was calling us every name in the book because we're not supposed to spend money on that. Blah, blah, blah. You sounded and... just like her. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and um, so anyways, we were there for dinner and um, and to do that. And I don't know where I was going with this, but we're talking about Wait, is this the funny story about the um what you guys? What well, Mike that said? was part of it, but there was something I was going to say about um families mom. talking yeah. about each other. I know you have no idea what it was, um. But yeah, but while we were there, uh, we were <laughs> having a usual Whitaker uh dinner, and um, we had curbside picked it up and brought it back, and I don't know how we got discussing about like different attributes of you know, DNA and stuff like that and where Mike gets this from and that from and we, we call one of his toes a papa toe because I didn't realize it, but my dad's second toe on each foot does the same thing Mike's does, which kinda like curves over like kind of like a hook. Almost. Oh yeah. 
And I'm like, oh my God, Mike, you have a Puppetone. And that's where you got that from. So we call him Puppetone and stuff like that every now and then just because it's fun. Right. And, um, and we were talking about like how uh, my mom said, and your dad's legs used to be really hairy. And I'm like, see, Mike, that's where you get your really hairy legs from. And I'm just like, yeah, because mine are silky and smooth, kiddingly. <laughs> and, um, but it is true. Mike is hairier than Ed. And then Mike, without any, I mean, totally innocent, no idea what he was saying, was like, I'm more of a man than dad is from the waist down. Oh my God. <laughs> I spit out my coke. It came out of my nose. My I parents... used to picture your mom's reaction to this because. Oh, they were laughing and Ed looked at me and was like, Did he just say what I thought he was? I was like, Yes, he did. And Mike's like, What? You could see his face kind of turning around as the realization of what he said came to fruition. And this light bulb came on over his head and he was like, Oh my God. And. <laughs> <laughs> That it was even funnier because he he is so innocent and so naive. Uh, It's like you. Yeah. And I was like, you might want to say from the knees down or something like that. And he's like, okay, I mean, mean from the knees down. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. He's just the male version of you. He is. He's totally the male version of me. Oh, my God. He's ridiculous. It's hilarious. But, yeah, and I sound exactly like my mother. The older I get. Me, too. I guess if there were women to sound like, those would be the women I'd want to, so. I know my, um, my cousin, Christine, I'm lucky enough that I work with her, um, every day, and she and I were talking about our moms, and I was, you know, my Aunt Kim has always been a favorite of mine, and, um, we were, and we were talking, that's her mom, and we were talking about them, and my mom, and, um, she was saying how they tease her and call her little Kim all the time, and I said, who, what better person to be like, and I said, I try. I try to be like my mom now. You know, yeah. when you were a kid, you never wanted to be like her. Right, but no, you didn't. But yeah, now you're like, yeah, they weren't so bad. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but I do, I do bark the way my mom barks and I don't mean it. Like, I don't mean it badly. It's just like, I'll be like, all right, get up. And I'm not saying it like, I mean, I'm saying it meanly, but it's not, in my mind, it's not mean. Does that make right. sense? At first, I thought you said I do fart like my mom farts, but you said bark. You said bark, b a r k, right? Bark, b a r k, like a dog. <laughs> I was gonna say, aw, you do like barking orders. Like, uh, yeah, I'm not sure if I fart like my mom. Probably more like my dad, but uh... <laughs> nope. Yours are your very own. <laughs> You've got your own special recipe. <laughs> I'm so special. Special. Oh man. Um, but yeah, so dad was totally thrilled with it. He was so excited. He, well, I that's think he cool. hugged and kissed um, Ed and me like a thousand times and my mom was bitching the whole time. But I know she appreciates it. She just doesn't want us to spend money on them. And it's like, it TVs nowadays aren't that expensive. They're I know, that. they're really not. And it's like, get over it. <laughs> yep, well, too late now. It's already yours. Yep, sorry. It's installed. Bye. See you later. <laughs> Trust me, you like this and need it. Yeah, I and if anything else, she'll get the kick out of the fact that Dan's in seventh heaven. So, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and she gets to watch Doctor Pimple Popper as much as she wants now. Oh God, is that's that her favorite show? show? Uh huh. That's blind <laughs> trust right there, though. <laughs> 
was like my, my mom and I love gross things like that. We love. But why is it, it that? Is. Okay, this is like a totally different topic. But like, if Pete has a zit, I want to pop that thing. Yeah, I'm talking. Why do I want to pick his zit? I don't know. I just pop do. that bitch. That's all I got to say. <laughs> It should be a song or something, but oh my gosh! Yeah, oh man. Well, on that I note, know. we should probably go. We should probably pop that bitch. It's been fifty-four minutes. So. <laughs> <laughs> Once I edit out, I'll try to edit the scream out. Who knows? Oh, it was so, worth it. Just let it be real. It's real. It's us. It's real. yes. That's true. Just let it go. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. Okay, you let's let it go. The, you can even put in the befores where we're cracking up. And Actually, I should. <laughs> editing on my part awesome (laughs) all right well hey have a good night all right i love you love you too we'll talk soon all right all right bye